Behind the Headlines, the New Israel Fund's podcast sharing insight and analysis from activists in Israel. You're listening to Kalela Lancaster on the March 2016 edition of the New Israel Fund's podcast Behind the Headlines. I'm delighted to be joined today by the fantastic Israeli singer-songwriter Achinoam Nini, also known as Noah, who will be sharing her thoughts on the arts, social change and freedom of expression in Israel. Noah, thank you so much for joining us. It's a real treat. Thank you. It's my pleasure as well. So I want to start by creating some context for our discussion today. Throughout history, we've seen that there's an inextricable link between the arts and movements for social change. This is especially the case for music, right? Whether it's about the message of lyrics or the inherently rebellious nature of the music scene or, or the power that, that stars can have that they can use for a cause. Music has always played a crucial role in bringing issues for, to the fore and really kind of shaking things up in society. Um, obviously, this was definitely the case in the 60s, which I know is an era that was very much an influence on you musically. So I wanted to begin by asking you about your own personal journey as a musician and a social change activist. How important is it for you, for, for your music to contribute to bringing about change? Is it something that you bear in mind when, you, when you're writing a song? Or how have you used your career in general as an artist to advance social change? Um. Well, things changed for me quite radically November 4th, 1995, when I was uh, invited and accepted the invitation to sing at the very famous peace rally that happened in Tel Aviv, um, which was meant to support Shimon Peres and Yitzhak Rabin during the Oslo agreements. They had already won the Nobel Peace Prize, and it was the goal of the mayor of Tel Aviv, Cheech, um, who's passed away since, to show um, them that they had the popular support of the Israeli people. And hundreds of thousands of people showed up for this rally. We were very proud to be um, um, some of the only Israeli artists that were on stage that night that had accepted the invitation and had their name on the billboards um, everywhere to try to get people to come. That was there, there was a sort of harbinger there in the fact that most of the major names um, in the Israeli pop scene were not there. They um, had not agreed to be there. Um, but we were there, and we were proud to be there. And then moments later, uh, Yitzhak Rabin was assassinated. Well, this was shocking for me. It was devastating for many millions of people in Israel. But in my case, it also led to a decision that I would invest a great deal of time and energy to um, continuing this unfinished business um, of trying to bring people together to build bridges. And I've been doing so together with my partner, my musical partner, Gildor, Um, quite um, consistently and stubbornly for the past 20 years. Um, we've done this through collaborations with Arab artists around the world, starting from Khaled, which is an enormously popular Algerian rye singer, and onto groups like uh, Radio Dervish um, in Italy and Nabil Salameh, and to Rimbana and Amal Murkus, and probably most prominently um, Mira Awad. For the past 15 years, I've been collaborating with her. Um, we um, represented Israel in the 2009 Eurovision Song Contest with a, a song that I wrote actually in English. She translated to Arabic and Gildor to Hebrew. This was quite an event. It was the first time that Israel had ever been represented with a song in English, Hebrew and Arabic. It led to millions of um, reactions from around the world. Um, tens of thousands on my own Facebook page and letters from young Arab um, people and young Israeli people around the world and Europeans and Americans who felt that this message was representing them. It was very, very moving. We also had a lot of 
trouble. We had, um, and throughout the years of my of my involvement, I've had um, enormous amount of support in emotional moments and wonderful, rewarding moments, and also very, very difficult moments um, where people become violent verbally, sometimes even physically, and there's a great amount of antagonism. Um, but that has not deterred me, not yet anyway. And so I'm still, um, I'm still at it, and I really truly believe that this, this is important. I want to tell you that I think that art and music will change the world single-handedly. We all know that that's naive to think, but it definitely can play a part, and its, it's contribution is enormous because um, I think that art, art can't change people, um, but it can change the way that they think. And no, well, art can't change the world, but it can change people. That's more accurate. And change the way that they think and feel and empower them and embolden them and the way they vote and and um and so i'm i'm, I'm very very passionate about using um this this microphone that i've gotten the attention that i've gotten from people to to um, bring about change well you're talking there about uh some of the real highlights in a way of your own career and the way that you've used your career in in, in this manner of bringing cultures together and spotlighting the potential of collaboration and of a kind of a coexistence a kind of a sort of embracing of multiple cultures but the truth is is that right now we're having this discussion at a time when i would say the artist community in israel has been placed quite on the defensive um <clears throat> there are there are real question marks at the moment around the extent to which freedom of expression is really being respected in Israel and um, whether it's in relation to um, the what the situation that's with the current Minister for Culture, uh, MK Miri Regev, who has been accused of creating a kind of a de facto cultural censorship through the uh, through through certain funding policies and and there have been structural changes implemented which distance artists from decisions which influence the cultural agenda. And there was also recent controversy around um, the education ministry's decision to ban from schools a novel about a love affair between a Palestinian and Israeli on the basis that this novel would be a threat in some way to Jewish identity. And even you know, most recently, you know, kind of last but not least, <laughs> I would say our, our, our good friends at uh, the, the, the right-wing extremist group Imtil Tzu, who chose to target uh, a really glittering lineup of Israel's cultural heroes in their latest campaign um, of, of, of incitement, really, um, which called for blacklisting of, of, of some of Israel's most precious artistic uh, 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 greats. Um, on the basis of their association with Israeli human rights NGOs. So I just want to ask you about this. Noah, I mean, what do you think is going on? Are you worried? Or do you think this is just a kind of a storm in a teacup and the art scene in Israel is resilient and it, 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 it's just a blip? Um, am I worried? Yes. Yes. This is a, we, we, we are in, um, living a very difficult time, a black time, I would say, in Israel right now. I think every single person who has any kind of connection to Israel, not only Israeli citizens, but anyone who is Jewish or cares about Israel or has Israel on their agenda, should be very worried with, about what's going on. And uh, frankly, I don't see enough action um, within the international community in general to try to make sure that, that we um, change direction and we need to change direction. Um, do I think the artist community is resilient? Artists will keep doing what they're doing. Um, but uh, I, I, I do have criticism of the artist community in Israel. I think that we're, they're not unspoken enough. 
I think we do have to be more outspoken, more courageous. Um, um, we have to stand up as a group, as and 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 then we'll be a tour de force, all of us together, um, and speak out against the the, the the blasphemy and the madness of of, 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 the, of what's going on right now um, in Israel. Um, you won't find the big names in Israeli uh, media or in Israeli in, uh, entertainment industry um, courageous enough to make a stand. That just doesn't happen. I think that we've become a society dominated by fear. Um, this is actually a policy, if you ask me, um, going from the top down. And fear is stifling and paralyzing. And that's what's happened. I feel myself extremely isolated with the position that I've taken and the actions that I um, that I find um, are the important ones um, right now. Well, I mean, you have definitely. It's true that you are you 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 have been isolated. I mean, you here you are. You're an, you're an, you're an artist who has performed all over the world. You're actually one of Israel's best known artists internationally. You represented Israel, as you said earlier in the Eurovision Song Contest with your friend Mirawad. And now you've been caught in this unbelievable drama around the, the, with the Canadian branch of the JNF pulling out of this uh, scheduled Yom Ha'atzmaut celebration uh, that was set to be held that's set to be held in Vancouver. You know, all because of you. They're claiming that you support BDS, which you've pointed out yourself is completely ridiculous, since BDS also actually impacts on you and boycotts you. So you know, and this is blown up all over the media in Israel and and, and in some other places and. You definitely handled it with great dignity, but I just feel like it must take a toll, all of this. I mean, do you feel like you're constantly being pushed to prove that you're legitimate? Well, yes, I am being pushed to prove that I'm legitimate, but yeah, and yes, it does take a toll. But but let, let me tell you what normally keeps me going. I don't think that, that this is about me, really. It's not about me. There is a war going on. And it's, it's, it's a physical war on the one hand, but it, but the greater war, the greater struggle is for the very soul and identity of the state of Israel. And when, and when things of that caliber are at stake, then people get violent. They get violent physically, they get violent verbally. Um, they, um, they're willing to risk their lives for their sense of identity. And I think that Israel right now is in an enormous state of confusion. Not only Israel, but the entire Jewish people, the Jewish nation, um, is in an enormous state of confusion um, because of what's going on. Um, I have very clear opinions about, about these things. And um, I think that we all have to really go, we have to sort of think out of the box, as we'd say, and we have to go on a higher level and think, what are the big issues that we're dealing here right now? What do we want for the future of Israel? What do we want for the future of the Jewish people? What does the, what is, how, do, how do the Jewish people relate to Israel? What is the real relationship? How can we make it a fruitful relationship? How can we make Israel a place that we Israelis will be proud of and that the Jewish people can be proud of? The Jewish people with all their diversity, because that's also a thing. What does that mean to be Jewish? I mean, these are big, big questions. And, and you can there are different groups pulling in different directions, pulling very, very hard. And in all of this thunderstorm, that people get caught, and I've gotten caught in this. And, and one of the reasons that I've gotten caught up in all of this is just because what I was saying before is because I'm alone. Because you will not find people with, at least in my in, in my strata, in the place where that I've achieved, and the, the the level of popularity and the the um, the uh, impact and influence that I have on on the international community or music community. You won't find people in my in my neighborhood who are coming out and making things clear. You might find some writers and maybe some poets. 
but you will not find popular artists. And so, so I'm alone. I've become a target for the arrows and the slings. Mm-hmm. And that's where I come, where, I, where I, I have the criticism of my own community. We should be a, a tour de force, and then it will be easier for everyone, and, and the impact will be much greater. Um, and uh, but but I, I truly believe that the reason that things have become so crazy and so heated is because we're in an enormous state of confusion regarding Israel, our future, our identity, who we are, where we want to go. And we have an enormous and horrible lack of leadership. We have a lack of leadership on every level. It's political leadership, if it's spiritual leadership, philosophical leadership. When we don't have those voices coming out there and saying those important things that people can cling to, you know, very often polls are taken asking the people what they want. I don't think those are the right polls. Because if you have a leader, which is an inspiring leader, which will say incredible things, people will follow that leader. So we have to make sure someone like that, like that is out there. And unfortunately, very unfortunately for us, we don't have that in the political system right now. And um, I think that we, we should be looking to the artistic community. The artists should be leaders in society. They should be leaders. They should go out. They should be courageous. You mentioned the 60s. That's what artists did throughout history. And, 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 and yet, yeah, no, art is not out there for you to get rich and famous and popular. It's out there for you to, 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 get, to inspire people, to, to evoke something incredible in them, to show them different perspectives, to sometimes at a personal price. I know maybe this is uh, naive what I'm saying, but I truly, truly believe in it. And I don't think it's naive. I actually think it's more practical <laughs> to think that people who have this kind of an artistic and unique perspective on life, on the human soul, on the human condition, are in a position and should put themselves in a position to be leaders. Well, I don't think it's naive. I think it's, uh, I definitely think it's inspiring. Um, but at the same time, the, the the picture that you're painting of the situation now, and obviously, I mean, we can we can all see what's going on so it's not just what you're saying um it's very bleak and i just wondering how you you know just listening to you describing the situation and and, and i'm just wondering how you don't succumb to a kind of a despair really and just give up on it all i mean uh, well let know. me tell you why i don't um first of all i get an enormous amount of support now the problem is that the supporters are quiet and they're polite and they're non-violent and so you don't hear about them Um, Another problem is that the media will not show that support because media are not interested in anything positive. We all know that. Any first-year student of media school or whatever, journalism school, will tell you the good guys are boring. Bad guys, on the other hand, are extremely photogenic. Mm. And so you have a vicious cycle, like a typhoon, like like some kind of of quicksand, which is going on here. You have the media making enormous efforts to sell their different media channels. And so they're going to show the blood and gore, and they're going to show the bad guys. I mean, you mentioned this situation in Canada. We're talking about 30 people who have managed to, 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 to or, or are trying to destroy it for hundreds of thousands of people in Canada who think differently of the Vancouver community, who think differently, and they are successful. Because mm-hmm. at the moment that they poison the well, that kind of an inflagration or a conflagration is very, very attractive to the different, um, to the different channels and, and to people themselves. People like blood and gore. Unfortunately, that's part of human nature. And for the do-gooders, and, and they like gossip, and they like pornography, if it's, if it's political pornof- pornography or whatever. And, 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 and those seeking to, to, to um, hungry for the public eye and for the public's money will do everything in order to give them what they want. And that is a big problem. And since I know, because I, I, the, uh, the other guys reach me, I'm involved with the other side, with the peace organizations, with the good guys doing all the gray work, with the people who constantly write to me and tell me that they're so happy that someone out there is raising their voice. 
I draw an enormous amount of energy, um, of strength and energy from them, not to mention my own children and my family. You know, I have someone to live for. I have someone to work for. I have a, a vision. And, and, and so, so, so I keep going. Okay. Well, you know, I really, I'm really glad that you do keep going. I think that your voice, uh, your singing voice and your talking voice are very, very important now more than ever. Um, and I think that we should go back just for a moment, just to close off, we'll go back a little bit to your singing voice because we haven't discussed it that much at the moment in this conversation. Um, so back to you and back to the music. You're going to be joining us in the UK later this month with your musical partner, Gildor, for some very special concerts. You're going to be, on the 18th of March, you're going to be in conversation at JW3 and on the 20th at the Arts Theatre here in London and then you'll be heading to Manchester. Uh, and you very kindly offered a, very, a special discount to NIF supporters, for which we're extremely grateful. So I wanted to ask you, what's in store for the lucky folks who, who managed to get tickets? Are we going <laughs> to, is it going to be old favourites? Is there new material? What What are you focusing on musically now? Well, um, it's going to be, the show is going to be a combination um, of all of those things. They're definitely going to be the old favourites. I'm not going to turn my back to uh, to those songs. And actually, I love those songs. I try not to sing anything that I don't love. Um, I've built my career on, on, um, on, on artistic integrity, you know, at, maybe comes at a commercial price, but for the soul, it's wonderful. So there is no such thing as a song that I don't love to sing of my own repertoire. Um, and then there will also be songs that are new or unknown to most of the public from different projects that we've done. Um, there is a line, there is a sort of red line going through this show. It's, it's I do talk about um, my my own life and, and, Gil, and the career that Gil and I have had and the way it's reflected in our music and the messages we try to convey. It's a very personal, even cabaret, cabaretish sort of, uh, cabaretish sort of a performance with, uh, with ballads and with energy and with percussion and with joy. And I, I'd like to say, like Joni Mitchell, I try to be a woman of heart and mind and um, to give people that experience when they come out. With it. So they don't feel it's been fluff, but they've really taken something um, with them that they can think about and, 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 and maybe be inspired by later on, hopefully be inspired by. Well, of course, that connects with what you were talking about before at the end of the day. <laughs> Music is out there to inspire. It's all connected. And I'd like to say about the New Israel Fund that I'm very, very proud um, to be connected to the New Israel Fund. In fact, Mira and I were awarded um, um, a prize by That's the New right. Israel Fund in the UK, in London, yep. um, during the time that we were um, doing, doing our, our project with the, for Eurovision. And, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm really, really happy to be associated with this wonderful group of people. Thank you so much. Oh, we really, really love ha having you in our family. Um, I can't wait to see you at your, at your gig. Um, thank, you. thank you so much, Noah, for joining us and for your fantastic work as a musician, as a peace activist and as, and as an agent of social change. Thank you. Thank you. Shalom. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the New Israel Fund Behind the Headlines podcast. <laughs>